0: Welcome, everyone. We are about to begin. is Hashem, Shalom Baya shir number 177. In the previous shir, number 176, um, a very important shir, uh, we talked about defensiveness and how to lower that defensiveness, and we gave a lot of um, pieces of advice on how to go about doing that, uh, to be able to learn how to listen without being defensive and it's a challenge, and it's not so easy to do, but with work it can be done. Um, Now we're going to discuss the opposite side of that, that um, there's a disclaimer regarding defensiveness, because the opposite extreme is to listen constantly and being overly uh, accommodating, or to have peace at any kind of price and never speak up at all, that's also um, not healthy. So, you know, there's a joke that men say sometimes uh, when men say that the husbands have the last word in a confrontation, the last words are usually, you're right and I'm wrong. I'm really sorry and I'll never do it again. But the truth be told that... Everything we discussed in the last year, to remove the defensiveness and to listen deeply and carefully and empathetically is all true, but after you truly listened and considered your spouse's point of view, then you need to tell her or him about how you see things differently. In other words, you may say, I thought about our conversation yesterday, I'm really sorry about the thing I did wrong, whatever it may be, but I don't fully agree that it was exactly that way, and let me explain myself what I mean, um, and so on. So, by defining those differences, that is very, very healthy. What happens then is, is that is the heart of a true relationship, which we discussed in marriage, that is a combination of self and of the relationship of being one, and you need that balance between the two. We called it interdependence, where you're you, you're one, you're a partner, you're united, and you're really deeply connected, but you both have individual identities also, and uh, you acknowledge and respect it. So everything we said in the previous share is extremely important, that when you're having that initial conversation when your spouse comes to you and says I need to talk about something and they have a certain thing that's upsetting them, you use all those tools to listen empathetically and not be defensive whatsoever, as best as you can, but then subsequently after you know that you did that properly and your spouse was fully heard and fully understood then you could subsequently or should subsequently Have another conversation and say, I I took your words to heart, and thank you, I appreciate your giving, telling me that, but I just want to express something with a different angle. I just, there's something I see a little differently, and I want to explain that as well. And um, another thing that's important to know is you need to help your spouse listen to you. Sometimes you may not realize it, but by nature, if you're very critical or you're very intense or, um, you know, uh, moody or whatever it is, you don't realize that very often it's hard for your spouse to listen to you in that state. And in that case, you need to tell your ex- spouse and explain them to them what, I would love to listen to you, but I need you to, um, you know, say things in a calm way, and so on and so forth. So um, this Harriet Lerner said she saw a person, a, a man in therapy, that was married to a woman who over-talked things constantly in a rapid-fire way. She was anxious. She used to basically express all her concerns in a very quick way and in a very powerful way when she was anxious, you know, I'm, I'm upset about this and this, and so on and so forth, like rattling many, many things in one shot and in a very emotionally strong way. And what the husband did over time, that overwhelmed him. And he began to distance himself somewhat in Stonewall. And that created more anxiety in her and increased her uh, mode of communication in a more intense, critical way. So, and that creates a vicious cycle. So the way to do that is, is if let's say you find your spouse hard, you want to listen to them, but you, and, 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 but you find it hard because of their approach and the way they talk to you, then you basically approach your spouse in a calm voice in a calmer time, and you explain, you know, I really want to listen to what you're saying. I heard a lot of things you've been saying. And um, maybe it's because I grew up in a family where there was a lot of conflict and intensity and I'm allergic to that. And any time I, 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 I feel there's a, there's a tenseness, I, I shut down. And, um, you know, if you start talking about a list of criticisms uh, in, in an intense way, I, get, I feel flooded and that's why I withdraw. But it's not because I don't care. I really want to listen, and I really want to work on whatever problems that we have, and so on and so forth. And when he asks her, his spouse that, to try to approach this calmly, to speak slower than normal, maybe a little lower volume than you normally do, or maybe a little less urgency in the tone, then that definitely helps in giving him the ability to listen to her more. Or sometimes what he could do is ask her, or it goes the other way around, she could ask him to please mention one criticism at a time. And as you have a whole list of things that are bothering you, I just get flooded when you go through entire thing, like how are we going to solve each, you know, all these things at once. So let's work on, besides just talking in a calmer, slower tone, in a more calmer atmosphere, let's just tackle one topic at a time, one particular thing at a time. Or another thing you may say, um, the husband could tell the wife, for example, it's hard for me to listen to your worries about the kids when I just walked through the door from a long day at work, or, or when I'm eating supper, maybe we should just, uh, after that, work out a time where we could plan to talk in, in, a, in a calm way when things are more relaxed and he needs to explain to her. He doesn't want to control her, uh, just that he feels flooded and agitated by the intensity of the way you know she talks about the cr- problems in a critical way, and the husband needs to say, "I'll own up to the problem, whatever the problem is," but I, I need to I need to hear it in a in a calm way, and. Um, and you could, you could say this in a very positive way. Like, I admire your intensity and your energy and your vitality. And that's why, that's your personality that you, you know, you, when you feel passionately about something, you express it passionately. And that's generally a very wonderful thing. But right now, when it comes to issues that, that, you know, we have to discuss that, um, full force intensity, um, overwhelms me. Uh, I, it is just too much information there in one shot there or, or, or just the emotions get over, or is overwhelming for me. And they work together that she tones it down. And again, the, it could go reverse to I'm just giving this as an example. And then they learn that language to talk, to slow down the talk and to pick one or two topics at a time and not more than that. And ultimately, they'll become a better listener. If you help your partner understand that you're trying to listen and you don't mean to criticize and you're not blaming anybody, um, but it was just hard to listen if you you talk in such an intense way. So that could also help a lot. That when you um, have trouble listening because your husband or wife, when they talk, they're very intense and it overwhelms you, you could express that and say, you know, the way you talk is overwhelming. Let's slow it down a little bit. Let's take one topic at a time. Let's, you um, know, lower it down a notch, and then I'll be able to listen better, and we could solve the problems in a better way. Another thing is important to know is that as great and beautiful as listening is, there are times where we have our limit. So let's say we were listening for a while, and now our attention span, we're tired already, and where our attention is wandering already. You know, as you listened empathetically for 10 minutes, 15 minutes to whatever the discussion is, and right now that you, you see that you're you're already getting tired and that you're, you're, you're afraid you're going to lose that focus. So at that point, it's important to try to end the conversation or steer it in a different direction because there's really nothing compassionate in letting a person go on and on and on after you're ready, shut down. But on the other hand, it's it's not compassionate to only listen. Uh, you know, uh, you know. At times you feel like it, so you basically need to express. Sometimes, um, you know, thank you, and I appreciate it. Just I'm I'm, I'm tired now. Let's we'll address this again. But uh, you know, and that's that, and and that helps a lot also. You got to know your limits also, especially if you, you weren't used to listening all your life and now you're working on that skill. So it's not likely that all of a sudden you could sit in a chair and listen to an hour of your spouse talking and listen empathetically for a full hour when you weren't used to doing that. Initially, it could be a practice of unfocused, un, uh, focused, undivided attention for just five minutes, and that's all they could do at this point in time. And then they try for another five minutes at a different time until they develop that skill. Uh, so here's an example that, that um, Harriet Lerner brings down on these type of things that um, he said that basically there was a husband who said, uh, said that his wife was, every time they had supper, uh, what happened was is that his wife had a father in, the nur- in a nursing home And the care was not was poor care, and she was extremely upset about it. And every time at supper, every every single night, when she used to come for supper and they used to eat, she used to just vent about the poor care her father was having. And the husband started to dread those conversations. Um, But on the other hand, he didn't say anything because he felt that if he limited the conversation, that would be insensitive. You know, and, uh, and if he told her, you know, I don't want to discuss this now, and she brings it up, um, you know, and, and he, she gets, he gets mad at her, that's not right either, he felt. So the way you work something like that, here's an example of what she suggested. He could tell his wife, I know you're very upset about the poor treatment your father is having in the nursing homes, but sometimes I feel I'm losing some precious time with you because it's taking up so much of our evenings discussing discussing it. And I also have things I want to talk about. I have a hard time at work. I need to talk things through with you. Or you could say that, you know, I'm, com- I'm totally committed and, 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 and you really mean it. That we could work on whatever those, that poor care is and to see we could find resolutions. I take your, that subject very, very seriously. But I, I don't want to have this conversation around that dinner night in and night out. If it's an emergency situation or something that could be done immediately, that's a different story. I can't give my best attention when I want to relax. Maybe we could wait for a specific time on, in a weekend or whatever, and let's talk about your father and the care and work. see if we can work something out. And by doing it like that, the wife will probably understand, be more understanding of it and she may not be compelled so much now to have to talk about her father and the poor care every single night by supper. So I think this is a pretty common thing. Um, if something's on a wife's mind or a husband's mind and they have dinner together generally and it's something that they just feel strongly about so you hear it again and again and again and again it could be very frustrating. So sometimes you have to have these conversations to limit it because it's not a chesed to um, to just let them go on and on, and just the resentment builds. So in a nutshell, just to hazard over the things, to review uh, some aspects of this year, despite the fact, and it is true, the previous year extremely important of how to listen without being defensive, but at the same time, once that happened, and you listened and sorted everything out, there is nothing wrong, and it's even a positive thing to now express in a calm, kind way about how you may feel a little differently from the way your spouse was feeling about a subject. And um, another thing is, is when you have difficulty listening because your spouse is very intense in the way he or she talks, to talk to him or her about it, ask them to slow down, to take one subject at a time so it won't be overwhelming because when I get overwhelmed, I get flooded, and I begin to distance myself and Stonewall because I just, um, the conflict and intensity is too much for me. So please, let, let's work on slowing it down a little bit and modulating it a little bit. And another thing also, we said, is to set limits on the listening if you have trouble listening. To um, when your attention span is starting to waver, to just bring it to your spouse's attention and say, you know, I, I'll, I will address this later. We spoke about it for 10 minutes. And... Uh, I take it very seriously, but if we could take a break now and we'll get back to it at a little bit of a later time. Have a wonderful day.